We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The Gap Factory Labor Day sale is happening now. Hurry in for the best deals of the season. 40 to 75% off everything. Plus doorbusters August 30th through September 2nd only. Tees from $4.99. Logo styles from $16.99. And jeans from $19.99. Shop in-store today at Gap Factory or at GapFactory.com. You're out of order. You're out of order. This whole damn court's out of order. You can't handle the truth. You want the truth? You can't handle the truth, man. (laughs) I like your seven-year-old Eric voice. (laughs) Come on, man. Get out of here. The bad guys are going to die, dude. Hey everybody and welcome back to another edition of the Dynasty Tradecast brought to you by MyBookie.ag, the official sportsbook of Rotoviz Radio. I, as always, am your host, Eric Bertsloff, better known on Twitter as at Dynasty. The Gap Factory Labor Day sale is happening now. Hurry in for the best deals of the season, 40 to 75% off everything, plus doorbusters August 30th through September 2nd only. Tees from $4.99, logo styles from $16.99, and jeans from $19.99. Shop in-store today at Gap Factory or at GapFactory.com. Great. Joined by my two co-hosts. Both of them are here. Dan and Nathan, what's up, man? I'm here. Hey, uh, how's you, it going, you, Eric? No, uh, no, Nathan. Uh, no, he still sniped no. you. Nope. I got in there first. Put your phone down since you don't have a working computer. And um, I'm glad to be back. You know, I'm glad I'm glad Nathan has uh, all of his electronics working well. So that's nice. He sounds great. Um, You look like you're enjoying that beer. So I'm happy. I'm in a good mood. Yeah, I'm enjoying the beer. Uh, but yeah, no. just for those listening in the show who might be like, why does Nathan sound so bad? Like, more, sounds so great. More it's bad great than audio usual. Quality right now, right and now. it's because he's on his iPhone is the answer to the question because his computer is a piece of junk. Hi, Nathan. You know, uh, I will not take this fake news, this slander. Uh, <laughs> everyone's going to say, hey, I didn't notice the difference between Nathan's uh, computer and his phone. So but Google Hangout says, you cannot join this Hangout on my computer right now. So. That's why we're here, and that's why I'm going to dominate the show right now. Okay, Nathan. Yeah, the audio is exactly the same. Uh, well, let me introduce our guest, uh, second time, I think, Tradecast guest, uh, George Criticos, better known on Twitter as RotoHack. You've got a great you've got a great handle for that, that I can do the better known on Twitter, George. Yeah, no, I, I, think, uh, I think I went with a little more originality on Twitter than I did, or my parents did with my name, so that's good. And to answer the <laughs> why does Nathan sound so bad questions, because he's a terrible fantasy analyst. I believe that is the <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, did that guy just call Nathan a fantasy analyst? That's that's messed up, man. It's a backhanded compliment. Or maybe just a backhand. 
okay. Well, before we get into the show, uh, just we're going to talk week six and uh, even potentially get into some dynasty courtroom if there's time for it. Um, but beforehand, I want to remind everybody you can get a listeners only 30% discount to Rotoviz through the Rotoviz podcast homepage. Uh, that's rotoviz.com slash podcast. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of our NFL content and it helps support the pod. So you can contact us via email. That's rotoviz at gmail.com or reach out on Twitter uh, at rotoviz radio. So on that note, George, how did week six go for you, man? It's still in progress. I have one dynasty team who's undefeated, and uh, I have Mariota going up against his T.Y. Hilton and uh, Delaney Walker. So it's it's a little troublesome. I'm down by about half a point. So that's the one I'm sweating out right now. Ooh, yeah, Mariota does not look like he should be out there either. That's got to put some uh, put some sweat on the forehead for sure. Uh, yeah, staying undefeated is solid though. Yeah, yeah, that's so. That, I, that I don't want to. I don't want to brag or anything, guys, but. Um... In the uh, Reality Sports Online uh, Rotoviz Dynasty Street Cast League, I am still undefeated, so uh, not to brag, but that's that's still a thing. When's hey, the last uh, time you looked at that lineup? Like last night. <laughs> uh, that's actually impressive. That was uh, earlier than I had after I set my lineup for this week last week, and then it didn't take, and I had like eight players on buy in my lineup. Yeah, it's the best. You're <laughs> oh, the best, Dan. Just punting the Listener League. That's great, Daniel. Playing for next year, man. Okay, well... <laughs> I feel like I've got. I mean, first off, actually, I'm I'm currently first place in a kitchen sink league. So, wow, uh, I'm with Nate in with Nathan in, in the league. Suck it, Nathan. I'm in the middle of the pack. There, it's all right. You know, I'm, I'm shocked that I'm shocked that he and Russell aren't winning. Shocked. <laughs> no, it's it's KS Fort. Russell and I are together there. No. Oh, well, that makes more sense then. Nope, just Nathan, just Nathan and his. Wait, terrible. wait, Russell and Nate aren't together anymore. That's, that's <laughs> sad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you've listened to the show recently, but Russ hasn't been on. Well, yeah, like I mean, <laughs> has, has Nathan ever been on? <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, I love a feisty guest to just just throwing bows at Nathan. This is like the old days when all we did was make fun of Nathan for like 40 minutes. So I kind of like the throwback nature of this episode. We're playing courtroom, hopefully, and we're just needling Nathan, especially because his phone's pretty sweet and we're looking at his forehead. <laughs> okay. See, well, see, I mean, I, I don't want to get all personal here, but like George was asking me like last night, oh, how is life? Yada, yada, yada. And I told him, life is really great. And so he's just doing everything he can to just ruin that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. That is fair. I am trying to bring him down to my level. <laughs> okay, well let's let's put this thing back on the tracks. Uh, let me tell you guys about our sponsor, MyBookie.ag. Uh, MyBookie is a fantastic sports book that sponsors this show. Uh, they have an industry leading website that uh, that really takes care of all of your betting needs. Uh, so if you're a longtime gambler uh, and check out a you know a ton of different online sports books, uh, as I've done. Through the last couple episodes, I would highly implore you to go check out mybookie.ag. Uh, you can use the the code TRADECAST, uh, and you'll get 100% bonus. Uh, and then you'll also get a $25 uh, casino chip as well. And they have some great casino games there. Uh, blackjack, uh, all, all the typicals, blackjack, craps, uh, you name it, it's there. Uh, so make sure you go check out mybookie.ag. Uh, and also, to clarify my previous statement, you don't have to be a long-time gambler. You could also be a first-time gambler. If you want to check out a site, I implore you to go check out my bookie. If you're, uh, if you've been on fire these weeks in your survivor pool uh, and are feeling pretty good against the spread, I think that that's a great place to go and take it. Uh, and you'll be supporting the pod by using trade Tradecast as your, uh, your code as well. So uh, go to my bookie where you play, you win, you get paid. And don't forget, this is your last absolute last week where you can get 100% bonus. So, if you're looking to place a big bet, get get some 100% bonus. This is the last week to do that. So uh, it's going to be 50% next week. So get that money right now. And make sure you put that uh, that extra poker chip to good use. Those blackjack tables and, and the casino portions actually really fun. A lot of a lot of people try to do that in their apps and, and on their like mini websites, and they're kind of terrible. This one's actually fun. I was pleasantly surprised. All right. Uh, great. Well, let's dive into uh, the, the Twitter poll trade uh, for the week this week. Uh, this week we have a, kind of a topical one like we, we generally always do. We have Aaron Rodgers versus Deshaun Watson in a dynasty format. I think I honestly think this one can be justified uh, both ways. I think if you have a team that 
that maybe you drafted a couple of years ago and you drafted to win and now everyone's kind of flaming out or you've lost some people to injuries and, and your window is not looking so hot anymore and you might be two or three years away from competing. I, I think in that scenario, you might honestly want to take a real look at grabbing Deshaun Watson in a deal like that. But in just about every other case, it's Aaron Rodgers, and I don't know that it's particularly close. And I'm really turning a corner on Deshaun Watson. He's really starting to look the part. I'm gonna I'm gonna slightly disagree with with Dan, and and here's why I say that: if you have a really short window, as in like this year, you almost want to have Watson because Rodgers is out. So there is that scenario where you could argue that if you have a really short window, you know, you have you know the the older running backs you know, a few older receivers, you might want to go Watson just knowing that your backup quarterback may not be as good. Yeah, no, no. If, if you're like in competing mode, definitely, absolutely think think that as well. But I'm thinking like if the team is kind of already passed and, and you don't really have any way to compete right now and your window isn't looking very good, then you go and do it. But yeah, if you're competing now, then then it really might be worth it because then if your old team dies, now you've got that young piece to kind of build around, especially in, in a super flex, which is what this this poll was about. So I, I think it's I think it could be relatively close actually. Well wait, does the super flex really I mean, and maybe I'm maybe I'm being silly here, but the super flex really impact the valuations if we're talking quarterbacks only in this situation? I think I think uh, it does to the oh go ahead, Nathan. I I was just gonna say that I think that this is a weird scenario where I think the older guy actually has the better long-term value. With Aaron Rodgers, he's a guy who's going to be out until week 16, 17. He's going to guys and miss pretty much the rest of the year. So in terms of a short-term perspective, you actually want a older guy here. And in Superflex, I've talked about, oh, how much the value of a young quarterback can be. But in a sense, Aaron Rodgers still has more years in a window than most young quarterbacks. So, I think that Rodgers, you can expect him to have six to seven, maybe eight more years of, you know, legitimate, you know, high-end QB1 production after this year. So, I mean, obviously there's some risk involved with, you know, things like that. But I, I think that if we're talking about long-term, I definitely prefer Rodgers. I think the only real argument for taking Watson in this deal is if you're desperate for quarterback and if you have, like, a, you know, faith in Watson being a top five, seven years. Yeah, because I mean, if you're buying him for later this year, um, and I'm still not, I'm still not, I'm I'm higher on Watson than I was last week, but I'm still probably the lowest of him on of like Dynasty Twitter. I'm way, way low on Watson. Um, but to me, I mean, you're also if you do a deal like this, you're assuming that Watson turns out to stay amazing for the rest of his rookie season. Uh, and like, I don't know, like, and, and granted, this is probably a bad example, but to give you the same idea of like, there is regression in rookies as the NFL figures them out. Uh, Wentz last year, for example, started off really hot and kind of, kind of faded to mediocrity during the middle of the season. So granted he bounced back this year, but I think there is something to be said about, uh, that there could be some regression from him coming as the NFL teams really start to game plan for him. Yeah, I think I think with Watson, you know, there's some good things that are propping him up. Obviously, that TD rate just isn't sustainable. I mean, having all those touchdowns, but he's the only quarterback who's on pace for 500 rushing yards or more. You know, he's got a shot to surpass 4,000 yards. He'd be only the fourth rookie quarterback to ever do that. So there are things he's doing well. The problem is, is that he's not super accurate. I mean, Rodgers is about 10 percentage points higher in terms of accuracy, whether he's you know, in a clean pocket or under pressure, whatever it is. And he just takes a long time to release. And I just worry he's going to start taking those big hits, especially with Seattle coming up after the bye week. He's got Jacksonville again, and and he's going to play him going forward twice every year. And that defense doesn't look like it's going to get any worse. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried about him with certain pieces. But I think it's fair to say that he's he's definitely at least in that top six to eight QB conversation. I think that that's fair, but you were talking about Rogers, who is in the QB one conversation, which is, I mean, I guess here, I guess I could listen to Watson, Watson or Luck is probably a better discussion point at this point because Luck hasn't really proven it uh, in any significant sample size. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know. It just seems like everybody overreacts with an injury, and everybody overreacts to production that's, that's weak winning production, which is what Watson is giving you right now. Uh, you know, it's it's something that I'm not going to overreact to, and this deals very easily, Rogers, for me. Like, I, I would need a first, probably on the other side, uh, to even consider it. Interesting, you bring up the production point with with Watson because it's one of those things this, this past off season that people were asking, 
okay, why is Dak Prescott uh, behind both Mariota and James Winston, yet he outscored both of them when talking about rookie season production. So I, I think that Watson has put, put, been put in a favorable position with a, a good defense and some solid wide receivers. And so, I mean, that, that makes the argument for him in his future and his current. But I, I just don't see him quite living up to the Rodgers expectations now. I think that the more interesting conversation may be Jameis Winston, especially now that he's hurt, or he may be even bringing Dak, Dak Prescott into the conversation now that he's not going to rely solely on let's, Dak right Let's now. not go crazy here. Let's not bring Dak into this. I could understand Winston. I could understand oh, so, Love. So Aaron Rodgers is okay, but not Dak, Dan? He's, he's hurt. You're missing a half a season of, of production. I mean, that's, that's an important factor in this. All right, well, let's move on and, and kind of pivot here. We'll talk um, – let's talk the uh, – really – Rodgers was, I think, the only really big injury that happened this week. Um, let's talk directly for Rodgers' value, which we kind of hit on. So maybe let's not go over over the top here. But for Rodgers, is there – I mean, I guess what are we doing? I mean, I, I heard uh, – I heard. I think Dan allude to six more years of production from Rodgers' uh, and, and I and I guess that's that's really the question is is this injury going to be like he's got another two years and you just lost a fifth of the rest of his career with this injury? No, it's I don't think it's significant. It's it's I mean he's the goat. It, he really is. And and this is either a short term fix to move up somewhere else and get, and just move on from quarterback or you know his value doesn't take a hit in in the long scheme of things. It, it's I mean, you're still getting the quarterback one when he's back. It's it's just this seven week period. It sounds like otherwise the rest of the season potentially. So you're really looking at him for 2018 and beyond, and he's still the quarterback one. Well, let me let me ask you this question because it sounds like you'd be interested in buying Rodgers uh, if a contender had him. For example, just highly possible is we talked about it last week where the time or two weeks ago with uh, with the time to buy on. Uh, Oh, I can't remember who, what Cam Newton, Cam Newton, the time to buy. Sorry. I appreciate you jumping that one there. Uh, but, but I guess the question comes down to when will be the time to buy Rogers? Cause usually I, I always say two to three weeks after the injury, when people get super low on them tends to be the bottoming out time. I think when we get, I think when we get the actual timeline of him and you guys might have something different, but I, I think once the actual timeline for when his return is, well, I mean, that, it should be the fantasy season for sure, right? No, 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 I'm saying once we figure out what his timeline is, because right now it's still up in the air looking for second opinions and whatnot. I think once we figure out that he is going to be done for the season, I think that will be the time to buy. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think I think just knowing the end date's going to definitely help. I think the only other thing is if, you know, Hundley starts going crazy, but even then I can't imagine there's any reason that people are going to pivot much off of, of Rodgers in that situation. The the one thing I'll add, though, is in, in regards to kind of what's his window like in the future, the one thing that worries me is he's had a lot of sacks and a lot of hits the last couple of years, and that offensive line is pretty terrible. So the the one thing that worries me is does – he start dealing with kind of nagging injuries because the, the Packers just don't seem very content on you know, fixing that offensive line. That's been a problem for easily the last three years. I mean, yeah, the, the nightmare scenario is that, that, and, and the Packers won't do this. They won't roll them out too soon, but it's like the Tony Romo scenario with this exact same injury where he re-injures it and suddenly it ends up being, being a real nagging problem for him. Yeah, and I, I honestly, I don't know what the answer is, right? I, I don't know what they're going to do, but they seem pretty happy to keep spending early picks on wide receivers and then just completely neglect the offensive line. And and it just, it, to me, I, I worry a little bit, you know, even though he's had great seasons, I'm not taking that away from him at all. But I just worry that durability-wise, I think it could catch up to him. And that six-year window is more like a three- or four-year window if they don't fix a few things on that team. And he's certainly not playing for money. He's got every endorsement on the planet. He's the new Peyton Manning. So, okay, one other one other piece of news that well, I feel like we put that poll out last week, and Diggs ended up getting injured. And our entire point about you know like <laughs> about like OBJ being the production or Diggs being the production now was kind of moot. So I guess uh, did we curse somebody? This did we curse Deshaun Watson for this upcoming week? I guess is the is the big question here. Yeah, the Diggs thing was definitely our fault. I think we have to take blame for that. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Stefan. Uh, okay, but but seriously, uh, is there any – I guess how are we approaching this Diggs thing? I mean, it doesn't seem to be that serious. So is anybody is anybody worried or selling low or trying to get out from under him at this point? No. No way. Just a growing. He'll be back. 
And Teddy Bridgewater is going to be back. So yes. obviously things are going well. Yeah, I love all those check downs. I can't wait. <laughs> hey, you watch it. Two gloves is coming, baby. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Nathan, do you have anything to throw in on Diggs, or are you just you're following the crowd there? Follow the crowd. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, and then the last piece of real injury slash out news is the Zeke suspension went through and he was uh it's their bye week now but he is going to be suspended for six games starting week seven here um what what are we doing here we kind of knew this was a possibility and i think naive owners might have forgotten about it uh is there i mean i guess are we shocked are we are we changing any valuation on him are we what, i guess what's our reaction to it i a little bit changing... oh, go ahead go ahead nathan sorry I, I, you haven't talked for a while I'm not changing any personal valuation on Ezekiel Elliott because kind of I, I, I always assumed it was coming. More so, I was I assumed it was coming in 2018. So, I mean, it, there's a number of ways to look at it. Obviously, if you're a win now, you would prefer to happen later on. But if you're a rebuilder, I, I know of a league that uh, like it was a big blob, blockbuster trade to acquire Elliott, and the guy was acquiring with the hopes of getting him in 2018. So, if you're a rebuilder who is acquiring Elliott, it's good that he's suspended now, and then you can have him for Week One of 2018. So, I mean, there's a number, number of different ways to look at it with the Elliott thing, but I think that he eventually was going to get suspended. So, I mean, why not just now? And so, I think that in terms of his dynasty value, I don't think it really affects anything. I think if, if anything, it, it creates a buying window. If let's say you like Ezekiel Elliott more than you do Kareem Hunt or Leonard Fournette, maybe someone who is desperate for points now might give you Zeke for a Kareem or a Fournette. You want? Know, I think I think the more common trade for Zeke is was buying him on a win now situation, uh, and I think if you did that, you're you kind of sunk your opportunities there. I know I sold him to a win now team in a best ball league that we were in like last week. Cha ching. <laughs> I had conversations about moving them, uh, the few shares that I have. I, I never really got that close to an agreement, but I think I think if there was one that I would legitimately consider right now in any circumstance would be Le'Veon Bell. And I know we're we're kind of just moving one set of issues for another. Yes. Um, but I mean, <laughs> the amount of volume he's been having, and I know all of the craziness that's going on in Pittsburgh. You know, Ben's. Oh, I just maybe I'm maybe I'm should retire or oh he was being sarcastic (laughs) probably the people are making such a fuss out of that comment like he was being so sarcastic when he said it no absolutely absolutely but then you have like antonio brown saying hey i'm not getting enough love and then Le'Veon's like well i need the ball too so and now martavis wants out so we kind (laughs) of wait 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 pittsburgh i missed i missed this antonio wants more doesn't he get like 16 targets a game it was like two weeks ago and then he got like 18 targets or something crazy yeah, no, no, he he was complaining. I mean, not to get all political here, he was complaining about the whole the whole uh, taking a knee thing that happened a couple weeks ago. That was that was what happened with Antonio. <laughs> no, he was looking. He he was honestly said he wanted more. He wanted more targets. That was one of the one of his little mini blurbs. But that was the report, though. That his his sideline blow up was because of that. Oh, that okay. <laughs> I'm kneeing for targets. All right, let's let's jump forward to something. Unless George, you have a you have a Zeke take. No, not really. I'm just doing the new kids on the block motto of hanging tough. Well, actually, I, I do have a Zeke. Zeke, as far as value goes, um, I do think that you should, if you're, if, if somebody is sad on Zeke or down on Zeke or willing to move him cheap, uh, I, I'm more than happy going and buying him. Uh, I don't view, <clears throat> I view his ignorant behavior in, in many situations, or at least what he's, what he's accused of as being really stupid and the things he's gotten away with um, as being really stupid. But I don't know that I necessarily see it as the same systemic problem as the as the marijuana use of like a Josh Gordon, for example, uh, or Le'Veon Bell in this case. I think that the NFL is at least more lenient, whether right or wrong, on these type of uh, these type of issues, the domestic violence, the uh, the moronic off field stuff that isn't drug related. They tend to be a little bit more uh, a little bit more relaxed. So that's something that I would say that Zeke's Zeke's a buy now. I, I don't worry about this being a repeat situation of him being repeatedly suspended. Did you just tiptoe the chalk line about uh, domestic abuse versus weed? Um, well, I, tipped, I tiptoed. I, I, I did not tiptoe around it, but the end, that's I, I talked about the fact that the NFL views those two things for whatever reason, and I'm not saying that I agree with it in any way, shape, or form as far as which one's worse, but the NFL has clearly deemed that drug use is worse than domestic violence through their actions. No, I agree. I was just trying to walk you to the water and, and see if you'd drink. I'm drinking. What's up? What's up, <laughs> political Twitter? How's it going? 
All right. Well, that's enough of getting political. Let's move on to more happenings. Uh, so the Saints trade off Adrian Peterson and Adrian Peterson goes off. Uh, Red Zone Channel kept coming back to him over and over again, showing him like high stepping over people. Uh, and then at the same time, Mark Ingram is going off. Basically, like they're having like a touchdown off that if you played both of them in your DFS lineups, you made a lot of money yesterday. Uh, yeah, did. Yeah. Uh, so I guess tell I guess tell me uh, what what's our take on on Ingram Kamara in the Saints backfield and then also what's the take on Adrian Peterson? Yeah, I mean I'll, I'll I can start uh, you know with the Saints backfield. I mean Kamara to me is the most interesting of of the two. I mean as much as Ingram had a good day yesterday, I mean he's still not really breaking tackles. I mean Kamara has more broken tackles on runs than Mark Ingram does and. You mean he Golden has, Sloth, Mark Ingram? <laughs> and he has a third Golden of the sloth. a third of the runs. So it's like, you know, Kamara's basically, you know, it, hitting at a normal rate, but Mark Ingram's just, you know, has to really rely on the offensive line to get his yardage, which I don't know if that's the best, you know, way to work. And I thought the most interesting thing is they're actually kind of split 50-50 on routes run so far. So I mean, both guys are getting deployed in the pass game, but it's pretty clear that Kamara's the more explosive guy, and it's pretty clear that Peyton has has not been the biggest Ingram fan in the past, so I just don't see a reason to leverage yourself into that situation when Kamara looks like he's going to get the touches at least between the 20s. Let me ask you the question, George, uh, as far as since this is a dynasty valuation show. Uh, you're saying that you, you, you're a self-proclaimed hater of Ingram. Um, did you just not let it go after three years of him being really bad and you couldn't buy in? Uh, but Okay, so I guess value-wise, what where are you at on Kamara? What would you buy him for? And Ingram, what would you sell him for? I mean, I think I think Kamara's worth easily a late 2018 first. I mean, I would give that up pretty quick. I mean, I know that everyone's still excited about the 18 class. I just don't think it's really there. Um, yeah, I'd rather Interesting. have like Kamara in that situation. As far as what I'd sell Ingram for, I mean, he still has value as far as if you're a contending team. So, I mean, if you're contending and and you don't, necessarily have the the depth at the position i can see why you keep them but i mean I, i'd be willing to give him up probably for even a random 18 second wow okay a second a second would be way too light kamara i think for a first is very interesting i guess dan um are you on board with those valuations i yeah i i think uh i was and, and may, might have been george and i that were kind of rowing that boat for oh you were uh, colluding Camaro. <laughs> no, no collusion. Um, Camaro was a guy that I was really high on coming out. Um, loved him pre-combine, loved him through the combine in the drafts, every which way. I love that he went to the Saints. And I, I think both of these guys, at least for the for the near future, are going to produce very well together. Uh, that often, I mean, I've, we see stat after stat after stat on Twitter about um, you know the the Sean Payton slash Drew Brees Saints and their running backs, and they've always had like two guys in in the RB two or better range, which is insane to me, but it happens every pretty much every single year. And I think these guys are going to continue that trend. I agree that Kamara is definitely the, the one to own here. Um, I would be more than happy to give up like a mid 18 first or later for, uh, for Alvin there and Ingram. I'd still probably be in that, that late first, early second range. Um, That might be kind of light, especially considering the wheat he just had. But like you said, Peyton's got a, a history of, you know, he makes one mistake, whether it's a missed block or, a, or dropping a ball, and it's, it's game over for him. Well, I mean, I feel like he got, a, he got a preview of what Ingram isn't, is what Peyton got when, he, when Adrian Peterson's, like, stalking him around the sideline. He's like, you know what? Actually, that, that last girlfriend wasn't so bad. This one's really crazy. <laughs> that's, so, that's so spot on. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Let's 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 pivot this to Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson blows up. Nathan, what, what I mean, are you if you're a contender, are you really buying into Adrian Peterson taking taking you to the promised land here? Yeah, this, this is a, a tough one with Adrian Peterson because I think that it's just found gold. If you are a guy who owns Peterson right now, like okay, you 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 had him, you maybe bought him for cheap this off season. But I don't think that there's really a buying opportunity here because he's probably still not good. It's probably just the Buc- Buccaneers defense is that bad. Um, for for me, if I if I have him on my team, I'm just going to ride him through. Maybe start him a couple weeks. If I don't have him, I'm not looking to go out and acquire him because he would just easily play against whoever the Cardinals play next week and just not do anything. So I mean, I, I think that there's a wide range of outcomes for what Peterson does. 
but most of those outcomes end up being him not being very good. So, so definitely not so, buying. That, I'm not buying Peterson right now, but I don't think his. And you talked about this with the injuries. I think this also happens with uh, late resurgences and careers. I don't think that Dynasty Twitter and Fantasy Twitter in general has bought quite into Peterson being back yet. So I, I think that if he's going to be back, I think that as far as the dynasty value, I think that maybe wait a couple weeks, and if he has a couple more 20-point games, then you can maybe sell him for, like, I mean, this might, might sound crazy, but, like, you know, Peterson in a third for a late first, that might be a deal you can make in a couple weeks. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, DeMarco Murray last year, he like, if he produces this type of last year DeMarco Murray production a couple weeks in a row, that'll be the valuation. Because um, that's, like, your first equals a title. Uh yeah, I mean, this is something that I think just on name recognition alone, I'd advise the listeners to go shop Adrian Peterson if you've got him. Uh, if you were able to get a second for Adrian Peterson, you should just run. Just take it and run right now. But the name recognition alone in the big Dude, week. Really, and- though? Hold on. Hold on, Eric. Go ahead. I think that if you get a, a, a second from a competing team that could look 20 to 24 range, you're not going to just ride it out, wait a couple weeks, maybe wait for that to rise. You're just going to snap accept that? I think I'm taking a second because I don't – I guess here's why I'm taking a second is because I don't believe this is the real deal, uh, that I think that this was just one game in a in, – in, I mean, and he was fired up and hyped and whatever, uh, whatever narrative you want to create. But I, I I really don't believe he's got it left. So for me, yeah, if I can get a second for Adrian Peterson – what okay, let's, let's back up and say what could you have gotten for Adrian Peterson two weeks ago? Uh, roster spot. It, it, it's, not, it's nothing, but – but yeah, I mean, I'm, I guess, I guess I'm good. Ta- I'm good taking the safe out, and if he rises to a first, then that's fine. But he could just as easily tweak his ankle and be worth literally nothing. Right, but if you sell him right now for a late second, you're losing the opportunity for a first. No, if, th- that's what I'm saying is I'm willing to accept the loss in that opportunity because I, I think that the I think the larger range of outcome is is that he never hits that first range valuation. I would agree yeah. with that. No way he gets to a first, but Eric, let me let me try to walk you through how how this might actually um, this AP might be a thing for this back half of the season. So oh, he's absolutely he's absolutely dust. Um, but but if you look at their schedule, they have very very potentially positive game scripts coming up. The next what four or five games out aside from Seattle are I mean they're playing horrible run defenses. So if they get ahead in those games like they did in this one, obviously Tampa Bay is a whole different animal because that defense is... How did that happen, just, by the way? 31-0 before I even looked up. A couple of quick touchdowns, and it was, I mean, it, it was Shame, game man. over. It was it was all AP. He played like 80% of the snaps or something. Um, so that's that's something that legitimately could happen. This now brings something that the offense didn't have for the first five weeks of the season. They now have a running game because before that, it was Andre Ellington catching 10 passes and no running game to be seen. So... Now you have a legitimate threat, or I mean, legitimate quotes. Um, Air quotes, legitimate. Yes. That you now have to account for. So they, you know, if they throw early or run early, whatever it happens to be, there's going to be lanes available because they have to protect the pass and they have to protect the run. So you're going to be able to the the Cardinals are going to be able to do kind of what they want to do on offense, and if their defense holds, they're going to be ahead in games and the game script's going to be in his favor for those games against those bad defenses. It's just going to be the way it is because now that they have that running game, that offense is way different and it's explosive aside from them being all old and washed. Okay. I mean, I mean, I certainly see what you're saying, but I am more than happy. I'm, I'm still not convinced. I'm more than happy to take a second from somebody. Yeah. There's no way he's getting to a first. I, I, I don't think I can make that clear enough, but, but I mean, um, and, and Nathan makes a good point too, that I, basically if I'm trading to a contender, then I am, then I'm, giving him a piece to make his make this second he's giving me a late second. Um, yeah, you but, can make that second way worse really quickly but, by giving up AP now. I also it. don't believe that to be true. I believe that he will he will not do that to my second. He would never do that. He would not he would never whip my second. I think your best move might be to move AP for maybe a, a rookie that you believed in or somebody um, that's kind of on the up and coming but isn't quite scoring the points yet. Um, or, or it's like throwing in an extra pick with AP to maybe a contender that has, let's say, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, you might be able to throw in a mid-pick with AP to a contender and get Juju back because it looks like he might be the wide receiver two in Pittsburgh here. Sure, he probably already is now that Martavis isn't doing anything and wants out. So 
Uh, a move like that, I think, is more in the cards rather than just a one-for-one type deal. What a, what a twist for Juju, by the way, that he was both Sammy Coates and Martavis Bryant's replacement. That is, that's a shocking turn of events. No, Crazy. it's not, because I've been saying it on this podcast the last two months, so... <laughs> Yeah, we gotta uh, get we gotta let Nathan kind of have that one, I think. And I, I was I was very wrong. I, I don't know why. I, I never really liked him. And then now that I see him in the NFL, he's like the type of player that I love in the NFL. Those like big slot types that can play outside but really live inside. Okay, and speaking of adding uh, draft type things into trades to make trades happen, we can talk about just actual drafts and maybe the draft app. Uh, again, this is another week where we get to talk about my favorite app. It is the app to have on your phone. If you love fantasy football, if you love daily, this is the place to be. They've got games starting like every minute. It's crazy. Once one fills up, you can hop right back into the next one. Um, we even have our own promo code in order to get you, you get a, a free entry into a game. So if you go in trade cast, type it in, throw some money in there. You're good to go, man. We're we're rolling in that in that draft though. I had a I had a nice week this week. They have these really cool um they're called like dream team games. And instead of having like a, a portion of money you get to pay whatever, like the classic DFS, you just get to pick four, five, six guys, whatever the game ends up being. And if you can make the best calls of the week, it's like the easiest cash ever. Yeah, and, and for those that, that don't know what draft is or haven't listened or, or heard or in any of their ads, uh, it's a cool new format of uh, Daily Fantasy where you actually do a snake draft for a team that you keep for a week, uh, and then that team uh, will fill in. So it's 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 a super cool format uh, that uh, that's out there. It's super unique and super interesting, and it, it really it really is a lot more fun than the salary cap format that you'll see elsewhere. So make sure you go check it out. RV radio is the code right. to uh, I get, get the wrong. Promo. It's not trade cast. Don't, don't put in trade cast and draft RV yeah. radio. Hey, sports fans, football season's here and it's time to get in on the action with my bookie. My bookie is the industry leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take aside the total or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event, even eSports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. All right, now the moment we've been waiting for. This is the Dynasty Courtroom. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You're out of order! The whole trial is out of order! Now entering the courtroom, the Honorable George Kritikos. Hey, yay, hey, yay. Now in the courtroom, I have uh, Eric Bertzloff defending one Demarius Thomas, a 2018 first and a 2018 second. And Mr. Dan, who is going to be <laughs> defending Mr. Amari Cooper, Aaron Jones, and a 2018 third. I shall let Dan commence. Thank you, Judge. Uh, much appreciated. I'm going to try to keep this one as uh, simple and straightforward as possible. You've got the best piece in the entire deal here. This this one shouldn't be difficult. Amari Cooper, two straight thousand yard seasons to start his career. Uh, no one really gets to do those types of things. We all loved him coming into the NFL. We still all love him. Yes, he struggled this year a little bit. He even said that he wasn't really all that focused at the time. He'll get it back. Everyone goes through slumps. Plus, we have Aaron Jones, who might take some work from Ty Montgomery. Maybe it's just kind of a long play, plus a 2018 third. There's been a lot of good players coming out that seem to be landing in the third and only gain value. So I think this you really can't look past the the top value here and, and just take Amari and run. Did you just take shots at your own running back on your side of the deal? That's uh, 
Man, I thought you would play up that Aaron Jones. You, you surprised me, Dan. And this is going to be Williams. It's going to be really fun eviscerating you. Let's I will it. have order in this court, sir. Yeah, now, he brought up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Eric, please go ahead. Okay, let me do this. Uh, and he just brought up Jamal Williams. Sorry, I'm very flustered. I, that name just brings back memories for me. Uh, all right, Demarius Thomas uh, is not dead yet. Has had five thousand yard seasons and uh, is played through an injury yesterday and still looked beastly. Looked great. Uh, one of the more underrated assets in all of Dynasty. Uh, and in a 2018 first, uh, another nice piece in 2018 second. So breaking down the trade, Amari Cooper could potentially be worth what Demarius is at the end of the season if he keeps floundering. Uh, now, granted, I know he's, he's everybody's darling, sweet child. Ryan McDowell's probably cursing at his radio right now somewhere. Uh, but that's that's in the realm of possibilities. So for me, uh, I've... I'm good having a first Demarius uh, with with Cooper. I think that's even, and then a second over Aaron Jones. I'm fine with it. So I think I think my side of the deal just just slightly edges out this or evens it. My ruling is that Mr. Eric would have to pay additional restitution in this case, so I award it to Mr. Dan. <laughs> Thank you, I Judge. agree. Thank I you. didn't fight it very well. Damn it, Dan. And now entering the courtroom, the honorable. Judge Nathan Powell. Hello. Hello, everybody. Glad to have you all in my courtroom today. You know, this is a very complicated case involving one Odell Beckham Jr. He is what was once considered the top dynasty asset represented by Eric Burslast. And then we got a package of explosive young players represented by George Kritikos, Devontae Parker, Martavis Bryant, Christian McCaffrey, and Chris Hogan. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to allow George the floor to defend his bevy of assets. Thank you, Judge Nathan. I'll start by saying that anytime I can have a big package, I, I prefer that. So that's very exciting. Mother of God. <laughs> You're in the courtroom, sir. We start with Devontae Parker, a man who has had three healthy games and what has been the wide receiver 11 during that time and has had at least eight targets in each of those games. So he's been a very valuable asset when healthy, and I believe that he will continue to be healthy despite a few dings here and there. The next asset in Christian McCaffrey, we have a guy on pace for 99 receptions on the year, which would be three off of Forte's record of 102 and he's had at least four catches in every single game, and he's averaging over 12 touches per game. So we have a guy there who could finish inside the top 15 for running backs in PPR leagues as a rookie. Add in Chris Hogan, a guy who's playing 93% of the team's snaps and is fourth in routes run and actually has more routes and more snaps than his teammate Brandon Cooks, and, uh, and you have a startable receiver there as well, and then add in Martavis Bryant, a player who is struggling – but is a guy in the past who's shown a lot of success, and perhaps if he moves to the right team, that he will continue that success. So overall, I think you have four very playable, very startable assets, and potentially guys who will exceed the sum of of what my co or my defending counsel is going to present. Okay, all right, but for real, uh, you did just list off your guys as playable that you're like you're like the dude trying to describe the blind date to his buddy you're like yeah i don't know she's 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 nice she's nice that's uh that's nice uh where i mean obj is is going to be a top five asset and we've we're talking about getting what four dimes for for a dollar here i don't even think this is close hogan's not a long-term sexy uh sexy asset Uh, christian mccaffrey is martavis bryant seems to be hellbent on spirit spearing his own career and Devonta Parker hasn't happened yet. So I'll, t- Ooh, I just had a bubble there. Uh, I will take OBJ hands down. No question. Crushing it. OBJ. Now folks, I appreciate both defenses on, on both sides here, but I, I will have to admit, this is one of those trades that I think I'd have a hard time sending either side. Because I, I think that there are a number of ways for each side to lose the trade. I, I do like the facts that George has presented about Christian McCaffrey, about how high of an upside he has if he gets the running game going. But but I will resort to the fact 
that Odo Beckham is one of the best wide receivers we've ever seen. He's young, and he will be back next year. So, in in by a nose, I will give the favor to Eric and Odo Beckham Jr. I mean, this was easy. My defendant is so amazing; it wasn't even close. Now entering the courtroom, the honorable, the beautiful Judge Eric Bertoloff. Well, I really appreciate that smother in there, uh, Smithers. That's very nice. I think we'll see you in my chambers afterwards. All right. Well, on that note, uh, let's get down to business. And I'm not talking about you, Smithers. You'll see me in the chambers. Uh, Let's uh, introduce our two counsels. I've got Dan here. He's going to be representing his client, Travis Kelsey. And then uh, we've got Nathan on the other end. He's going to be representing his clients, Kyle Rudolph, and the 2018 first. Which one of you gentlemen wants to go first? Because I'll let either of you. Go ahead, Nathan. All right, here we go. This is the nice trade cast. And on the nice trade cast, especially in the courtroom, we have talked about how tight ends can be frustrating to own, how they are definitely one of the most overvalued assets in trade negotiations. So I, I think that when we talk about Kyle Rudolph versus Travis Kelsey, yes, I'd rather have Travis Kelsey in my lineup each week. But is it that much of a difference between Kyle Rudolph and Travis Kelsey? Maybe not. I think that Travis Kelsey's a guy you can rely on for 12 to 14 points most weeks, but I think you can rely on uh, Kyle Rudolph for six to 10 points each week. So I think that 18 first is bigger than that gap in points. So I, I have enough faith in Rudolph where he's not going to cost me a championship by starting him over Kelsey. And I'll take that 18 first, which obviously when we look at Twitter trades, we're not really sure where that's going to end up. But if that first is anywhere in the top eight, I think this is an easy win for the Rudolph side. Yeah, you make a you make a pretty good argument. Um, the problem is, is I mean, Travis Kelsey's involved, and this guy's good. Uh, I mean, he's he's borderline the tight end one. We still love Gronk, but he's kind of dead half the time. So Travis Kelsey doesn't have much to to deal with in KC. Alex Smith is on a resurgence. They have a running game to set him up down the field. Uh, Tyreek Hill's been struggling. It's the Travis Kelsey show. He he was a little bit dinged up, had that concussion, but. He came back and and put on a little bit of an outing. wasn't great. No, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ignore that. His, his last week was was kind of not very good to be honest. But he does have one thing uh, that Kyle Rudolph does not have, and that's the ability to run. Kyle Rudolph is a bona fide dad runner. He's the only person aside from Jason Witten that catches the ball, gets hit, and tips over. Travis Kelsey could take the ball to the house, kind of like any time. He's he's explosive. He's a big body receiver. He's basically a receiver that just happens to play tight end. I, I don't think you need much more than this. You've got to go with the high-end asset here. Yeah, I mean, I can't say enough nice things about watching the two of you just duke it out right there. It's really nice. Uh, and I think both of you made some really nice points, so kudos to you, Daniel, Nathan. So it's pretty good, pretty good. Uh, I, you know, I'm having a tough time deciding who to side with, but I think, I think I'm going to go with the Nathan side. I think a, a Rudolph and a first is – is probably just eking it out over Kelsey. Uh, and I think if we did this trade uh, in the offseason, that it would be it would be the first in Rudolph by, by a country mile. So uh, even in season, this still seems like the first is more valuable. So I will side with that side of the deal. Blasphemy. But you did great, Dan. You did great. Thank, thank you. Thank you. I, I know you let, like it. Let, let's, let's wrap up with our guest thoughts on that deal. Yeah, I was uh, I was torn on that one too. That's a that's a real tough one. I uh, I, I think I'd lean kind of what Eric was saying. Rudolph in the first uh, just ekes it out for me. I'm just not a big you know. I I don't think that uh, tight ends that hard to to really fill that spot. And I'd rather have the the first round pick to you know potentially get another pretty good asset. So or trade for another asset. Yeah, I agree because I made the decision. You're a very smart man, George. Very smart man. I'm always by your side, buddy. Yeah, take it easy. We'll see you in the chambers. All right, but uh, but for real, uh, when you're not in the chambers, you are being you're on Twitter at at RotoHack, uh, and and you write for ProFootballFocus.com, right? That's right. And I actually have an article coming out tomorrow about Deshaun Watson, so this is all very timely. And uh, I'll have to make some last minute edits because you know you guys are so smart, and I want to add all your great points in. My seat. Oh, sense. let's check in on that poll, Eric. We haven't checked in on the poll since the end. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, you, we don't want to let him compliment us. I was gonna, I was gonna take it and take it and run. But all right, uh, checking in on our poll. Uh, Twitter is not as silly as we were hoping they might be. 
Um, but it's still kind of silly. Uh, 28% Deshaun Watson, 72% Aaron Rodgers is the way this trade has wrapped after 257 votes. So it's kind of what you'd expect. Like I said, I think in two weeks we redid this poll. I think it's going to be closer to 50-50 if Watson keeps it up. Yeah, well, that's. I was I was honestly thinking the Twitter crazies might be out tonight and they might they might make a run at giving Watson this, but they got it right. I mean, it's it's probably a 75-25 type deal, but um, that 25%, you might might be you. You might have to go make that trade. Who knows? All right, and I alluded to it earlier. Uh, Thanks so much for coming on the show, George. Uh, it's always awesome to have you on. You are a second-time guest, so we look forward to having you on a third time. Uh, and make sure you go check him out on Twitter, at Rotohack, and look for his work, uh, Pro Fantasy, oh, Pro Football Focus. <laughs> pro Football <laughs> That's the worst. I'm like, PFF is what I want to say. Uh, for Nathan, Dan, and myself, reminding you to rate and review this podcast. Five stars. Five stars. We will catch up with you guys next week. Summer's slipping away, so grab hold of Amazing at California's Great America before it's too late. Buy next year's season pass and get unlimited visits this year to experience rides, shows, and attractions. That includes incredible coasters, Boomerang Bay, and an amazing Peanuts-themed kids' area. Get this special offer for as low as 11 payments of $6.50 after an initial payment. Hurry to get the best price on the most fun you can have. Buy your 2020 season pass now at cagreatamerica.com. Summer's slipping away, so grab hold of Amazing at California's Great America before it's too late. Buy next year's season pass and get unlimited visits this year to experience rides, shows, and attractions. That includes incredible coasters, Boomerang Bay, and an amazing Peanuts-themed kids' area. Get this special offer for as low as 11 payments of $6.50 after an initial payment. Hurry to get the best price on the most fun you can have. Buy your 2020 season pass now at cagreatamerica.com.